You're listening to Healthy Living with Eric Sue Podcast, episode number 75. Hey there, it's Eric Sue, and I wanted to personally thank you for listening to my podcast. If you are new, welcome. And if you are a longtime listener, I appreciate your continued support. Did you know your review on iTunes and Stitcher helps grow this podcast? Well, it does, so write a review today. Not into writing a review? Then maybe you would like to make a small donation. You can do so by clicking the Be My Patron Podbean link on my podcast page. Finally, helping others is the name of the game, so help a friend by sharing this podcast with them. Let's keep this movement growing. Now on to the show. Health tips and useful wellness advice without the hype. Welcome to Healthy Living with Eric Sue Podcast with inspiring guests and engaging fitness, nutrition, and the healthy living topics. You will be entertained and excited until the end. And now, your host, Eric Sue. Hey guys, Eric Sue here. Welcome to another episode of Healthy Living with Eric Sue. We have an outgoing and experienced yoga teacher with us today. Her name is Lori Gaspar. We will be talking about what is unique about yoga compared to other forms of exercise. So without any delay, let me introduce you all to Lori. Lori, are you ready to make it happen? I am totally ready to make it happen. Awesome. Lori Gaspar is the founder and director of Prairie Yoga. Lori is known as a teacher of teachers, passionate about training yoga teachers to better adapt the yoga practice so it is acceptable to a broader range of students. This is why Lori founded Prairie Yoga in 2006 with its 500-hour advanced yoga teacher training program. Lori currently serves on the Ethics Development and Standards Advisory Committee for Yoga Alliance and was recognized as a reigning women's yoga leader in the Chicago area by Yoga Chicago. Lori has been featured in Mantra Yoga Plus Health, Yoga Chicago, Yoga Teacher Magazine, and Illum. Lori, that was just a little bit about who you are. Would you be able to share with our audience a little bit more on how you got started? Uh, sure. Um, I got started like many people do in yoga. Um, I went, I actually went to a yoga class at a park district at our local Glen Allen Park District. And uh, from the very first class, my kids were really little. Um, they were like two and uh, three years old. But from the very first class, I got hooked. And the thing I remember most about it was the woman teaching it was about, she was like in her 70s. Um, she was an older woman, but she just radiated. She just had this wonderful stature and presence about her. And I, I just, when I saw her, I thought, oh my God, I would like to be like her when I'm her age. Mm-hmm. And I, I actually felt like I want to be like her when I'm at my age. And I was probably about 32 at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, I loved yoga the, from the very first class and I just got hooked. My kids were little at the time. So I used to practice uh, every Wednesday at my local health club because they had daycare or childcare for my kids. And there were a group of us um, that we were the same way. We came every week, and we formed um, a really dedicated group. And we asked our teacher if um, she could find someone to train us to be yoga teachers at the time. It was back before anybody had really any yoga teacher training programs. So she pulled in someone she knew from the city, and he trained us how to be yoga teachers. And so we were one of the early uh, yoga teachers in this area, the west suburbs of Chicago, and then since then, uh, all of us has, have continued, almost all of us have continued to be yoga teachers. We're like considered the 
senior yoga teachers in the area. Very good. Excellent. We have a lot to discuss. However, before we get into that and, you know, pick your brain a little bit about yoga, what's one cool or unique fact about your so- yourself, Lori? Um, I think that's a thing that makes me very different than most yoga uh, teachers or most yogis that I know is um, I held elected office, so that would make me unique. So I was a school board member, a member of a school board on a board of education for 12 years, and I served as board president for about seven years. So that definitely makes me different than most yogis I know. Excellent. But all that teacher training, if you will, in that setting probably shaped who you are, huh? Uh, It helped me a lot. So serving on a school board was a huge influence on developing my teacher training programs. As a school board member, I had, I was, you know, uh, I had access to a lot of current research on how people learn. Uh, I would go to um, school board conferences and educational conferences where I would learn kind of, um, you know, um, you know, what, what current methods are or what they're learning about how people learn and and anyway, it definitely influenced uh, me. I would also be part of some strategic planning meetings and that type of thing. But it really helped me craft Prairie Yoga's teacher training program. And um, we have a really strong program, a really strong curriculum. And it's really probably because I served on the school board. It, it influenced me greatly. Excellent. Good to know. Good to know. Um, so, Lori, tell me a little bit more about what makes yoga unique compared to other forms of exercise? Describe it to us in your opinion. Okay. So it's uh, yoga is different than other forms of ex- exercise. You know, I get this kind of question a lot, like what's the difference between yoga and Pilates and, you know, and, uh, you know, other forms. And it's basically because yoga is part of a, it's a holistic system. It's just, it's not, the, the physical exercise part of it is just one of eight limbs of yoga. So the the application of all eight limbs to the practice is what makes it different. So I can go over um, the eight limbs real briefly with you Absolutely. and then talk about how it yeah, how it adapts to the practice. But the the one the it's actually the third limb of yoga, but one of the limbs is called asana and that is your those are the physical postures and that's what most people know what they think of when they think of yoga at least in the west. So that's, you know, triangle pose, down dog, all those things that, you heard, that um, you've either tried yourself or have heard of, the common language um, or the common terms that you hear in yoga. But um, so the physical practice has tremendous benefits even just by itself. And that's how I got started in yoga, you know, taking a class that just taught the physical postures at the health club, et cetera. Um, and the benefits of just the physical pro- postures are there's just such a wide variety of movements that you don't usually see in other forms of exercise. So you're taking your body through a whole range of uh, movements um, to, you know, increase your flexibility. You use your body, uh, your body weight itself uh, to build strength. We do a lot of things that uh, work on balance. You don't see that a lot in other forms of exercise. Um, we also teach how to relax, and I think that's unique, too. So in a lot of exercise forms, everybody thinks like they have to do things and execute and get stronger by doing. But actually, you know, there's studies that have shown that a, the, a muscle is stronger if it's able to relax quick, quickly because mm-hmm. it can restore itself, and then it can fire. So in yoga, you also learn you're not, you learn how to move, but you also learn how to relax. And 
that is really important. It helps so much with not just mentally de-stressing because people always think about it that way, but it actually makes you stronger if you can learn how to relax. And it can help you in so many other ways. So the physical postures, the asana, that's what everybody thinks of when they come to yoga. But if you just do the physical postures without the application of the other limbs, um, you're not getting your, you know, as much as you can out of it. So many people start there and then they become interested in, in all the other eight limbs and you can apply them even to your physical practice. Um, so the, um, but anyway, uh, there are, you want me to go over the other limbs? Well, you know what? You I, I just want to uh, elaborate a little bit more, and, and uh, maybe you can help our audience uh, understand um, when they do a asana class, right? Um, what yeah. are they really? Um, what can they expect when they do something like that? And then, what can they actually take away so that um, they can look forward to something else? In other words, all the other limbs that you're speaking about. Uh, well, you'd go into a yoga class and typically they would start with, well, actually you start to integrate the limbs right away. So even in the physical practice of yoga, you don't even know it, but you are integrating the other limbs. So the the typical class would start where the teacher would have you sit or do something that would to be still. Mm. And that's actually one of the limbs. One of the limbs is to withdraw your senses. It's called pratyahara. So you withdraw your senses away from your busy life so that you can start to turn your attention inward. And uh, so you're, here you are, you're, you're using a limb of yoga, but you don't even know it. Mm-hmm. But people over the course of time, because suddenly they're like, wow, I feel so good in yoga, and they don't know why. And then they start figuring it out, or they start talking to the teacher, and they start to learn about these other aspects of yoga that the teacher is including in the practice, but they're unaware of, you know, of of why it's happening or or what she's doing or he or she's doing. So anyway, you start and you get centered. And then you often, the other thing is you get quiet, you get centered. The teacher asks you to close your eyes, be still. You know, it might just be for a minute, it might be longer. And then they're going to ask you typically to start paying attention to your breath. Mm -hmm. So that makes yoga very different as well. And breath, the breathing is called pranayama in yoga. That's one of the limbs as well. So here you are, you don't even know you're doing it, but you're doing all these eight limbs. So you start to pay attention to your breath. And then the teacher's going to ask you to link your breath to movement. They're, they're, she's going to ask you to reach your arms up as you inhale and exhale, bring your arms down, that type of thing. Mm-hmm. And suddenly you're moving with your breath. So you become very aware of your breath all of a sudden um, through the yoga practice that, you know, the breathing is there all the time, but you never paid attention to it before. Mm-hmm. And then one of the benefits that you can get out of it is uh, I teach athletes a lot, and that breath work can help you in other aspects of your sports and uh, other athletic activities. You know, the, the more you're able to breathe and the more connected you are to the breath, the more powerful you can become or the more relaxed you can become. Um, I've talked to golfers, and I'll teach them to exhale on, as they swing the club through, to release the club through. And they'll tell me how much that has helped their game. They're like, mm-hmm. of all the things they learned in yoga, they'll tell me that's what that helped them the most. Nice. But so there you've got connection. You've, you've withdrawn your senses. You've started to pay attention to breath. And then you start to link breath with movement. And you begin to move. And as you're moving, the teacher's going to give you instructions, um, you know, on how to move. And they're usually cues that come from within. So you're paying attention to what's going on inside your body. 
Um, and the practice itself becomes a moving meditation. Mm-hmm. So you're learning how to concentrate. Again, that's another limb of yoga, concentration. So you're learning how to concentrate. And as you become, as you're able to concentrate for longer and longer periods of time, it actually be, turns into meditation. So you, people think of meditation, you have to sit still. Mm-hmm. You can meditate while you're doing things. So while you're moving in yoga, in a yoga practice, you're doing, whether it's standing poses or seated poses or, you know, turning yourself upside down, when you focus for a very long time, it becomes a meditation. So there's another limb that you've pulled into your yoga practice that you were unaware of. Um, But that's some of the examples um, that what you can expect in a yoga class. And then at the end, you get deep relaxation. It's called Shavasana. It's when we lie on, a, on the floor, and the teacher will give you several minutes of rest, and usually you're ready for it. Uh, beginners sometimes are like, well, this is weird. Where else do I just lay down, you know, when you go to an exercise class? You know, they find it kind of strange at first, but they quickly, I mean, really, at the first, it's like, boy, I've never just had, let somebody told me just to lay here and relax. And they realize how stressful their life is and how much it, it actually benefits them. And then you get up and you come back for more the next time. Yeah. And you know what's interesting is like uh, everything you said, uh, I think I've experienced at least a few times going to several yoga classes and maybe I'll get to yours one day and experience what you've said firsthand. But I want to say that a lot of my clients that I work with, you know, they just want to lose weight. And I'm not trying to shift focus here, but do you find that yoga is a complementary workout for someone who wants to lose weight? And how can you sort of help someone understand that? Yeah. So um, yoga really, uh, if you, you know, if you observe a lot of yogis, not all, and certainly yoga is for everyone, no matter what your size is, but in general, people that practice yoga tend to be leaner than the general population. It's, it's an observation. Right. And it doesn't really come, it, it's very different than what we're uh, taught or what is promoted in other systems. Yoga itself doesn't necessarily burn massive amounts of calories. So the reason that yogis tend to be leaner is kind of a, is, it, is for a different reason they just become so much more aware of how things affect them and how they feel. They tend to make better or not better. They tend to find it easier to make good health choices. So they are less likely, you know, they tend to eat healthier. They notice how if they don't eat healthy, how it, you know, how it, how it makes them feel instead of how it makes them look. Mm. Um, and that itself is a way to reduce how much you eat, it reduces, you eat less junk food, you tend to eat healthier things, it makes you feel better, you have more energy. So you become leaner through learning more about yourself and how food affects you, and you're less likely to make choices that go against that. The other way that yoga helps, and there are studies that back this up, is, you know, when you're, they have found, you know, people that are stressed tend to hold gain weight, like Mm -hmm. gain weight around the middle, they tend to gain weight, and they're associating that weight gain with uh, the high stress, like cortisol levels, some hormonal levels that are coming into your system. So learning how de-stressing is an important part of weight loss. If you're high stress, 
uh, you know, you eat, first of all, you're, you, you know, you're making that, you're not making good food choices. Uh, you're less, you know, you're, you're running because you're on the fly all the time. I mean, you can't really stop people. They have busy lives, mm-hmm. but they can become aware of places that they can cut back. So they're a little less, but the, and even giving yourself the opportunity to relax a little bit helps with that. So yoga helps you lose weight, not because it reduces calories, um, because of burning them. It helps you make better choices on the other end. So you consume fewer calories, and the calories that you do consume are more nutritious. Yeah, and that, that really um, enlightens people, I think, because you know they always think uh, there's not like CrossFit, for example, and it's not high intense. And I want to lose weight, and everyone's right. thinking I need to do something to sweat. I need to do something that burns right. high calories and you know, all this stuff. And, and so it's refreshing to hear that. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Well, because that's only one way. Sure, that, that works. But it, but if you think about it, how many people take that approach and how, many, how long does it work for the long term? Mm-hmm. You know, burning calories and, and it, it, works, it works for a while, but then if you go back to the same old ways, you know, it, it changes again. It's very hard to keep up that high level of intensity through your whole lifetime. But you can, so if you can approach weight loss from both perspectives, mm-hmm. uh, both, you know, uh, trying to burn more calories in one, say, actually, yoga is a very complementary practice to, to cardio, like, yo, uh, like running, mm-hmm. um, because then you've got your cardio, you're burning calories, but then you're introducing the other, uh, the other, like, kind of like two bookends, you need to burn more calories, but you also need to make better choices and be more conscious of how things are coming in. Excellent. Excellent. And I I also wanted to ask you this question, which is a lot of the people I speak with, the first thing that comes out of their mouth is when I, you know, share the yoga experience or bring up yoga, they're like, Oh, I can't because I'm too flexible. Can you address that for a second? I, I, I am very glad you asked that because we're like, we get that all the time. I'm, I, I have so many like friends that are don't practice yoga and they're like, Oh Lord, I want to try yoga, but I can't, you know, I'm so stiff. My hands are so tight. And I feel like, you know, we yogis are like, I, 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 that's crazy. That's like saying, you know, I want to learn, you know, if you went to math class, you're not supposed expected to already know how to do the math. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, when you come to yoga, you, we don't expect you, nor should you expect yourself to be able to do all these things. And uh, one of my yoga teachers is Judith uh, Hanson Laster. She's one of the most famous uh, yoga teachers in the world. And she always, one of her famous quotes is, yoga is not about touching your toes. It's what you learn on the way down. Mm. So you Mm. learn about yourself through, and I also teach our people that go through our yoga teacher training programs. It's not about touching your toes. It's how, it's, it's about the journey going there, not just about what you're learning about yourself, but that the journey has the value. So whether you're, if you're super stiff and a really good yoga teacher will know how to work with the super stiff students so they get just as much benefit, if not more, than the person can easily touch their toes. What we also find in yoga, like, you know, the general population thinks, oh, I want to be super flexible. But to be honest, you don't want to be hypermobile. Mm-hmm. Uh, so in yoga, we have to do both. We've got to strengthen the people that are super gumby that, you know, you might get jealous of because they can go all the way to the floor. 
but they're they're the ones that are a little bit at risk for injury in you know because their joints are less stable they they can be too flexible so if you i always say if you're stiff you're actually a little safer mm-hmm. you're actually a little safer because um you're less likely to go too far um, but you do want to increase your range of motion, of course, and we do want to become more flexible. And you'd be surprised how quickly you can become more flexible if you have a, you know, a, yoga, a dedicated yoga practice. Even if you just go once a week, it can help a lot. Right, right. I was going to say that um, I've been incorporating uh, yoga postures, and um, I, I actually took a restorative class, just my first one ever, a few weeks ago um, in Wheaton, by the way. and. But- um, What's What'd that? you think? Oh, it, it was an eye-opener for me. It, it uh, allowed me <laughs> to realize a little bit more about my limitations as well as what I can do um, in my current shape. So, yeah, it was really, really nice. Uh, maybe I can take one of yours and just compare. But um, Yeah. Uh, and by the way, it's funny. It's like I didn't realize there was an actual name called restorative yoga. I thought they just made up that name. <laughs> but uh, no, Well, well, it's a general term, uh, restorative yoga. It's a, a general rest- general term kind of just uh, the focus tends to be more on uh, the therapeutic or quieting aspect of yoga um, and less on the physical uh, strong it is considered a general term though restorative yoga cool excellent and and so which which leads me to this question which is how would my audience know if they are ready for yoga not that yoga is not for them but when are they ready for yoga do they have to be in a certain lifestyle they have to be a, a certain physical oh, good shape gosh, no everybody can no everybody can do yoga and often you know what's interesting is is often we see people who have gotten injured in other forms of exercise and then they end up doing yoga um we see a lot of uh athletes that were runners bike you know um other things and then for whatever reason, they've had injuries or something, and so they want—they finally want to try yoga. <laughs> but at, yoga can actually prevent those injuries from happening, or help. I can't guarantee they're gonna—it's gonna prevent, but it can help you with the prevention of some injuries. So you're, you're ready for yoga. Everybody can do yoga at any time, and there's a lot of beginner yoga classes. We have intro to yoga, so you can sign up for a class where you uh, move along with the same group. Um, but there's also drop-in classes. Uh, but there's a lot of beginner yoga that you can try, and you can try it at any time. And I would say um, don't expect so much of yourself. That's always the hardest thing for um, yoga teachers is people expect that they're supposed to be able to do something more. Uh, we don't expect you to be able to, as I said before, touch your toes or do the poses. You learn the poses over time, but you see the benefits immediately. You will see, I have so many people, they come to yoga for the first time, and they're like, wow, like, they, like why did I wait so long? Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, it's the other thing that makes yoga unique, and I think, too, although other forms of exercise can make you feel good, but yoga really, you feel good mentally, physically afterwards. It makes you feel good, and that's one of the reasons why uh, people like to come back. Sure. So I would encourage your listeners to just give it a try. Um, I would, though, I would encourage them to maybe try, uh, make sure uh, they try a introductory class or more of a beginner class. What we find is a lot of athletes think um, they should just go right into yoga, like a more advanced class. You can be super strong, but if you've never done yoga before, um, <laughs> it can be humbling, you know, because your groins aren't as open and your hips aren't as open. So I wouldn't plunge right into an advanced class. I would 
no matter how advanced you are in your sport or in other activities, if you're, if you're brand new to yoga, you're a beginner at yoga, um, and go to the beginning, you know, classes to get started. Just real quick, Laurie, would there be a few questions um, my audience would ask the instructor about the class just so to make sure that the class is for them? Yeah, um, yeah, you could ask, like, you know, what who the two typical students are in the class. Uh, you could ask the instructor how long they've been practicing yoga and um, and get a feel from the instructor. I would really encourage you to go to an instructor that's had a lot of training. There's so uh, many yoga teachers now, and um, there's a huge difference, just like with personal trainers or any other kind of instruction. The quality can be quite varied. Uh, so make sure maybe you would maybe the better way would be to ask someone you know because so many people do yoga now you could probably find someone you know and trust um, that could recommend a class or a teacher to you uh, so you know you're being steered in a good direction right excellent good um, we're almost at the end can you believe it Laurie <laughs> we're almost at the yeah, end yeah it goes fast it yes, goes super it does. fast definitely um, how would you summarize, if you could, what we talked about today and your philosophy with yoga, Lori? How would you summarize it? Uh, well, yoga is a holistic system that addresses your, you know, physical. You get a lot of mental benefits out of yoga, but you also get a lot of physical benefits. It's also a uh, form of exercise that you can do for your lifetime. And the other thing that's great about yoga is I found that uh, no matter where I, when I travel and stuff, any yoga studio I go to, it's like you feel, you immediately feel right at home. You know, you can go anywhere and practice yoga. It's also something you can do if you're somewhere that you don't have access to a health club. You can do it right in your own home. Um, but, you know, it's a, it's a, it's something that is a lifetime of practice and it never gets boring because there's always something new to learn, some new movement you can do, and there's always something new you can learn about yourself when you practice yoga. Very good. Excellent. Um, I forgot to ask this question, which was, is it okay for someone to learn off of YouTube or any of those on-demand uh, videos, by the way? What's your opinion about oh, that? That's a, um, you know what? There's a lot of great classes um, on the online now there really are and uh but the i so i would say yes you could do that for the short term mm -hmm. but ultimately you have to have a teacher who can look at you and how you move because often people are moving and reinforcing their bad habits they're making their stronger you know muscles stronger their weaker muscles weaker they're just often repeating getting themselves more and more out of balance uh, so I would encourage you, you could start just to give it a try online, but I would encourage you to find, uh, eventually find a teacher. Right. And even people that have teachers will also still go online. So it's a good thing, but don't limit yourself to that because you could just be, you know, kind of, as I said before, reinforcing some bad habits if somebody doesn't have a good eye on you. Excellent. Good. So uh, I, I asked that because some of my listeners may be wondering, oh, you know, I just see these online video demand stuff and or yoga tapes and videos, and they'll just continue doing that. And you just really give yeah. a good reason. There's some good ones. Yeah. Can I plug yeah. ones that I know are oh, good? Yeah. Go ahead. Um, yeah, um, Yoga International is very reputable. They have a lot of free classes online. I would recommend Yoga International. They have a huge range of classes, and, and uh, they're all taught by very reputable teachers. 
Um, so I would highly recommend Yoga International for that. There's some other sites that are good, but I, I don't want to m- mention them because some of the teachers are good and some I don't know. So sure. I don't want to recommend no something problem, I don't know. No problem. Um, so full of knowledge here, Lori. Um, I'm going to ask you just just a handful of questions here. One of them is, can you share with us three fitness or health and wellness tips for our audience to take home? Health and wellness tips. Oh, tips. Um, I would encourage you to seek form uh, to add more variety. I would think would be is number is a one. I can't say it's number one, but it's one. Mm-hmm. Seek more variety in your fitness. So uh, if you're a runner, keep on running, but add whether it's yoga or something different um, because it's the repeated uh, movements that bring you out of balance. Uh, so add more variety. Try new things um, would be for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I would also say this. Find things you like. If you don't like something, don't do it just because you think you should do it or you think it's good for you because in the long term you won't stick with it. There's so many, you know, fitness activities you can do. I would say find things you like, you know, like I love to bike. I love yoga. I like to, uh, you know, I love to bike. I like to hike out in nature. Mm. Um, so if I stick with those things, I do them a lot. You know, they, they give me positive feedback because I like them and I'm more likely to do them. Excellent. Good. Um, and then how do the people get a hold of you, Lori? Uh, all your contact information, how do people get a hold of you? Okay. Okay. You can check out our website. It's prairieyoga.org. Uh, you can contact me at uh, Lori Gaspar. L-O-R-I-G-A-S-P-A-R at Mac.com, M-A-C.com. That's my personal address. I will, you know, answer any of your questions that you have. Or you can call the studio, 630-968-3216, or even email us at the studios, prairieyoga at comcast.net. Excellent. I really appreciate all the information, Lori. You've been wonderful, very knowledgeable uh, yoga teacher. Um, Definitely encourage all my listeners to check her out. And if you can, call her or visit. Um, would that be the best to call or visit? Something like that, Lori? Yeah, or just send me an email or come visit. Take, come take my class. I, but my, my class, I don't teach that, teach that many public classes because I spend most of my time training teachers. So, um, yeah, I don't teach a beginner class anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, one of her excellent uh, teachers will help us out then. Um, yeah, come, t- come take classes with the studio. Almost all of the teachers have been trained. I've trained them. Excellent. I have to get out there as well, so uh, maybe that can happen soon. But I really appreciate it, Lori, for all, all you've shared with us and your wisdom and knowledge. Thank you so much. Oh, you're welcome. Thanks, Eric. Thank you so much for joining us today on Healthy Living with Eric Sue. Head over to ericwsue.com for full recaps of every show and Eric's health and wellness blog. Your healthy living is waiting for you, so stay active and be safe.